2: And we're back on the other side of the break. 607, two lines open, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Two lines open, one triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. Before our break, we were talking about understanding something about this divine restraint that is gradually leaving. Uh, our culture. And this is worldwide too, you guys. It's not just about America. You and I are just not navel-gazing, if you will. If you look around the world, uh, almost all of your modern countries are going through exactly the same thing that you and I are dealing with here in America uh, the the um, the massive shutdown via the COVID uh, pandemic, and then um, uh, the, the 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 obvious implementation at the same time of the uh, what I call strong delusion of diversity inclusion equity uh, policies, the DIE policies, D I E policies of diversity inclusion and equity. They're policies of deceit, and they're being imposed upon you, and you guys know it. If you're a teacher, an educator, if you are uh, working in a company, if you are a part of management in that company, if you are working in government, you know the D-I-E, the die is cast, and when you don't uh, cooperate with it, there are consequences. Now, it's going to be even much more uh, impositional and therefore fascist and totalitarian should we move into a process by which we are operating out of a cashless society, which they will justify if the market crashes again, as is estimated by many in the world of economics, and they they would want to uh, in, in, engage in what is called a reboot, or one of the terms that was used in the French Revolution, reset. The implementation of a reset is for the powers that be, the parties that be, the controllers that be, to get out of the way every form of resistance that could hinder them. And what would be the forms of resistance presently occurring in Washington seeking to hinder what many of them who are globalists and uh, Uh, betrayers of our constitutional principles um, are a part of, both on the left and on the right. What are the restraints going on in Congress now, in the government now? What are the restraints in our present world system? Who are the champions that are opposing this diversity, inclusion, equity policy of deceit, deceit, which is hostile to a biblical worldview? which is anti-biblical, oppositional to the true of the living God, opposes the biblical model of marriage, rejects biological and biblical anthropology, promotes a culture of death, abortion, infanticide. It, it will, if it's not already doing it, punishing individual freedom and God-given autonomy. This is the thing that Marxism, socialism hates. It hates a free man or a free woman, let alone a free country. It imposes identity politics to divide and conquer. That's your critical race theory at work. This is the argument and driver of our political, governmental control, uh, uh, cultural transformation that's taking place now. All up in the in the coming administration, if Joe Biden gets in, is your LGBTQI uh, agenda to be embraced upon pain of economic and social reprimand if you don't. You may be very well cut off financially if you don't submit to it. This beast is a presently emerging up out of the pit process that we are looking at, ready to take over the world in one fell swoop. Uh, as many of, I mean, people as big as Schwab. Schwab has been part of your robber bearing, uh, your money bearing families for years, along with the Rothschilds and others, now the Gates and. Uh, and uh, Warren Buffett and others, um, they all are calling for a great reset. And as I said, it's a term used in the French Revolution for secularizing the whole country, including the church. Do your research. You'll see that they're chopping at the bit, chopping at the bit to actually make this transformation. And some of it was indicated to you guys during the protest and during the upheaval, again, by uh, the policies of Black Lives Matter and others it's very important that, that you and I understand what 's going on in our society. please recognize it and, and be uh be prepared. Let me go to line number three and no, line number two rather and talk with Mark from Hillsburg. Mark, are you there I am here what 's going uh, on what 's your you, question sir? comment or observation sir okay,
0: well, the main thing I like what you 're saying I like that you brought this you're you 're talking about it. Because it's interesting and it's a little different, but one of the main things I want to tell you is I used to listen to a lot of this stuff on the radio, a lot of good stuff that said, "Look out, beware what your government is doing," uh, from a Christian standpoint. And I used to listen to it a lot. I'm a general contractor. I was working, and I was I was normally I would listen to some of them were, let's say, a little bit on the conspiracy side. And one day, I was flipping through the dial, and my blood pressure is up, and I'm, man, I can't stand these guys. i got to do something about this. And I said, oh, there's KFX right there. At the end of that week, my blood pressure was down. I felt better. There's nothing I can do about it. Therefore, why do I get so worked up? Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was of this world— my servants would fight, and I take that as don't fight. I don't know about the voting part of it. I don't know about the other parts of it, but Jesus kind of said, I'm in charge of this. I got it. So that's my that's my kind of comment. I feel better when I don't look into it too much. When I don't watch the news too much, I feel better. KFX is KFAX is a much better place to listen than been a lot of news places. That's my opinion.
2: All right, so let me bring you to the middle, because you swung from one end to the other by your own admission, right? You were at a point where you were blood pressure driven by Fox News or uh, if you were listening to the liberals uh, both of them are extreme systems that basically put everything on the on, on the on the uh, burner for for destruction if you don't if you don't you know follow their the edicts I totally get that um, and your blood, blood pressure went down when you when you stopped listening to them right yes. When I listen right. to godly things right. that were. Does, does, that, does, that mean, does that mean, however, that you are therefore uh, free from being responsible as a citizen to know what's going on in your country? No, absolutely not. All right, all right, let's, let's do another one because you're a perfect example of swinging too far to the other side as a, a, a responsible citizen. Are you a married man? I'm not now. Okay, Boys, do you have children? Yes. Did you train them up in the fear and the nurture of the Lord? Absolutely okay do they know how to discern between uh, postmodern irrational, illogical, ungodly um, uh, propositions uh, and 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 sound biblically uh, coherent logical scientific uh, truth that corresponds with the Word of God i.e evolution versus um, a biblical creation uh, theory principle do they know how to distinguish between those two?
0: They know how they choose not to.
2: Okay, so now there we go. This is this is where I'm gonna get you and I'm gonna get a lot of parents out of there who are operating out of and don't be offended by me, Mark, um, selfishness. Okay. Selfishness. It's not about you. It's not about sticking your head in the sand and, and checking your pulse and saying, Oh, I feel so good. This must be right. That's not. That's not the end game of being saved. I. I get that. I understand the. Um. The, the need to make sure that you're operating out of kingdom principles and priorities. But you're. You're not. You're not here for yourself, and you're not here by yourself. Like for me, I. I. I'm a. I'm a husband and a father and a grandfather and an uncle and a whole lot of things. Pastor, a uh, teacher, radio talk show host. And and people depend upon me to clarify not only what's going on above, but what's going on down here. As your Bible says that you should know the wiles of the devil. You should know his methods. You should uh, You should even understand his politics because his politics are designed incrementally <clears throat> to stifle the capacity for you to enjoy your freedoms to the level that you can enjoy them when you and I are prudent. So when you hear me talking about what's going on, I'm talking to a a swath of people, some of which are actually right now fighting the good fight on a practical level to try to maintain our freedoms so that you and I can enjoy a lifestyle that is the consequence of constitutional principles that are reflective of a biblical worldview. The inalienable rights of, of freedom to uh, assemble, freedom to speak, freedom to bear arms, freedom to provide for our, our families, freedom to pursue the highest levels of happiness that we can't, all of these are our gospel principles relative to our mission in the world. And if we recognize that those freedoms are now being embarked upon, what we want to do is be able to warn the wicked. That's what God had told national Israel. He didn't tell Ezekiel or Jeremiah to stick his head in the sand. He says, Ezekiel, warn my people, Ezekiel 3, Ezekiel 8 and 18, warn them that the enemy is coming. Warn them that they are out of the way. Warn them that they're in rebellion against me and warn them that Babylon's on its way warned the king and warned the princes, and warned the prophets and warned the priests that they're walking in wickedness and disobedience against me. And Mark, guess what? All that is political all that is radically political. And, and probably where I am today, uh, as old as I am, thinking through some of the struggles that I'm recognizing in my own country is how to contribute to waking people up, not only to the true and the living God and a personal salvation in Jesus Christ, but how to be the best citizens we possibly can uh, while we possibly can. You um, you would, you would, You would appreciate someone like me uh, letting you know that um, our our privileges and our rights are being infringed upon. And you'll wake up one day and you'll realize he's right. 80% of our, our present uh, financial transaction is done in a cashless system. He's right about that. We, It could very well be this COVID yeah. thing could move us into a much more. Hold on for a second. I'll give you the last word. It could be that this okay. thing could move us into a much more draconian state and i'm glad that i was able to kind of just be made aware of that again i don't mean for you to jump back in and have you know a heart attack i don't want you to do that uh but i definitely want you to know how to um uh, be uh, in the world but not of it in, in a way that can help inform people that you care about about right politics
0: i agree i agree with everything Thank you, and man. It's not that I disagree with anything, but instead of like, what can I do about this? I don't think I can do anything. So be informed. Uh, I think you can. i you on that, and thank I think you. you can. Thank you for bringing this stuff. You're you're informing me uh, of of some of the things I haven't heard. Although most of my I've, I've listened to, but a lot of them I don't think I can do anything about.
2: I agree, but we can, we can pray and we can be informed and we can share things with people that's relative to insightful Christians, understanding a lot of things that are going on. This is the first time you're listening to us?
0: No, I've listened to you many times at noon and and at five o'clock, many times. Okay.
2: So you do know that generally as a rule, what you get on at lunchtime is straight gospel preaching, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. This is so different for you. Yeah. I've never heard this kind of stuff Okay, good. Thank you, my brother. Bless you. I got to take a hard break. Then I'll come back and and I'll, I'll pick up the rest of you after we pay some bills. Let me see here. Teresa, Pastor Langford. I think I got one line open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll strike the balance when we come back. We are back. time is six twenty nine. All the lines are full. We're gonna go to the lines in a moment. I do want to thank Mark from Hillsburg for being a reasonable man. Um, understanding the swings that can occur in our lives over periods of time. He felt overwhelmed for years by just listening to talk radio, and all they were talking was politics, and all of us understand that. When all you're hearing is the diatribe of the left and right, and there are no divine solutions, no redemptive uh, visions, no scriptural um uh, remedies to those problems. It can actually give you a heart, uh, a heart attack, and stress. But I'm glad he was able to hear me when I said the uh, the solution is not sticking your head in the sand and uh, and just being happy that your pulse is lower. That's total selfishness. We are all called to actually be as responsible and influential in our culture as possible as believers. Uh, covering all the areas in which we may be gifted. The church is both prophetic and priestly. That means we are to advocate for men and women from a biblical standpoint, wanting to bring them into kingdom principles as we do it. We don't want to ever collapse into apostasy and therefore buy into ungodly policies in the name of Jesus. We always want to implement biblical policies and bring men and women to bear upon the reality of the crown rights of Jesus Christ. Um, And that might mean that you will have an emphasis prophetically where you get a chance to speak to authorities and, and people in power, as did the apostles. Think about it. The apostle Paul appealed to Caesar when the whore tried to kill him. That is apostate national Israel. That was a political move. In that political move, the Roman Empire heard more about the gospel because Paul was inseminated into the Roman culture, being in, imprisoned and now having to answer magistrates all the way up to Caesar, and that was God's means of the gospel impacting the Roman Empire, that stone cut out without hands, crushing the feet of the uh, great image, uh, including the Roman Empire, by which the gospel would spread throughout the Roman Empire, as we read in the book of Philippians. So while you and I understand the destructive nature of politics in the world, particularly as we live in the West and have the right to talk to our politicians and advocate for uh, righteousness and to engage in the priestly task of praying for our leaders, uh, we, we really do want to be informed to know that, uh, that, that it's our job to play a role in the restraint of evil. It, was, um, it, it became an epiphany to me during the time of Obama's administration, that a lot of the wickedness that we all were used to seeing out there, out there in the world, fornication, adultery, pornography, alcoholism, drugs, and, and, and fraudulent crime of all kinds, it was during the uh, Obama administration, but it, it didn't start there. It started with Bush Jr., for me, in the hypocrisy that he engaged in. But uh, but But really with Obama, once he signed into law, same-sex marriage, what I knew was the evil and immorality and wickedness of humanity is now going to legislate its way right into the church. And if the church is a church without walls, a church without gates, a church without doors, a church without centuries and troop uh, and righteousness, it would be corrupted by the same diabolical, uh, uh, demonic policies that are governing the world. This is why our brother Mark I have to admit that his children are out of the way. And that's because Christians often who go too far to the right, it's swinging into a passive mode, failing to realize you have to be able to explain politics. Politics are the drivers of culture. Culture is moral and ethical. Culture then has to be brought to bear upon by the word of God so that the culture knows what God's word says. It's not political. That's theological. And the theological has always clashed with the political. And uh, one day, uh, the theological will outlast it. Let me go to line number three and talk with uh, Pastor Langford from Oakland. Pastor, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? I'm great, man. What's your thoughts or comments for us today?
3: Well, I'm loving, I'm loving the conversation. I do have a couple questions. Sure. Uh, one, you quoted some authors, Steele and the other person If you can quote those names again for me, because I do want to read their information, that's one. Uh Um, I agree with the majority of what you're saying. But I think the people have spoken here. I think the Republicans, um, one, they haven't taken care. I'm I'm speaking from Oakland. You know Oakland. I'm talking about East Oakland. I'm talking about young men and women who are without mothers and fathers. I'm talking about thousands of black women whose children have been murdered in the streets. And I don't hear Black Lives Matter. I don't hear Christians and others coming to the advocacy or support of these black mothers who have lost their children. Many of these women have raised their children in the church. They make them go to school. They make them to be obedient, do right, and, and do wrong. I mean, do right over wrong. But as you know, the wickedness has overtaken this city, this community. And I don't see a lot of our churches on 1100 a.m. coming to the rescue of these children and these families. They'll come to some of our most populous and popular churches in Oakland and thinking they've done their mission work. So that's one. I want you to speak to that. But I I think the people have spoken in regards to this most recent administration that did not realize the God-given opportunity that he had on behalf of the people, started saying things and comparing himself to Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. But I would hope that we can get away from, because you're absolutely right, whether you believe in CNN or you believe in Fox or whatever, they're so far to the left or to the right. They're not in the center where the people of God need the right information, et cetera, et cetera. But I I want you to speak more to that vote, because those are a lot of votes in the Midwest where people voted, for change, I love your education around politics and the prophetic, and I would hope that um, I can find out more how we can disseminate that to our leaders so that they can be more educated. And to the brother Mark, I agree with you. Mark, you're a contractor. there are young men and young women that want to work that would love yeah. to become
2: contractors. They need an opportunity. But I agree. I, I agree. Show. I Thank love you, your Pastor. Show. Do me a favor, uh, call me back again. Uh, Pastor, do me a favor, and call me back again so we can have a lengthier conversation and dialogue about the very salient issues going on in on the ground there in Oakland. I appreciate all that you said. And in the future, I'll need you to cut your radio down because if your radio's up, we're getting major feedback. I appreciated everything you said. I'm probably not going to be able to remember all of it, but every bit of it is important call back again and let's uh let's make it a conversation about the importance of actually helping people on the ground i i, I thank you for your call bless you my brother we're talking about uh, how to respond in our communities given the tragedy of life after many many decades particularly oakland pastor Langford would know that i grew up in oakland and i know oakland well on so many levels uh, politics has never been the answer. Uh, we keep being duped by politics as black people. He would agree with that, uh, and particularly the Democrats. Republicans don't show up. But please understand, uh, if you haven't known this, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. Never have been. Uh, I'm sorry. I was a Republican many, many decades ago and abandoned it because of uh, George W. Bush's uh, major uh Faux pas on so many levels, and I realized that the Republicans really didn't have the uh, intestinal fortitude, if I can use that language, to actually uh, get out and help African Americans. That would not be the case for Donald Trump. If you do the do the work and look at the facts, his works will speak for itself. But the corruption in Washington is so deep, so profound, so significant, so massive. And this is where I'm going to actually do uh, do a uh, pastor. Uh, um uh, Lang for a favor and and once again uh revisit the people that I want him to look up online. This is online this is sydney Powell, Sidney Powell, how to fix justice. start right there. This is not about politics this is about understanding the massive massive criminal behavior of the elites in Washington and then Adam Andrejeski is dealing with the depth of the swamp from a statistical standpoint again he's not a politician he has a uh, a a a, uh, a company that actually calls to accountability what's going on with the money in Washington what's going on with the money in uh, universities what's going on in, with the money in businesses and you'll find both of them a very satisfying set of information and uh, knowledge to help you understand how uh, grievous a problem we are having right now in our own country and, and the danger that we are in in losing um, our uh, our constitutional uh, freedoms. Those two will do that. Sidney Powell, uh, um, how to fix justice, and Adam Andrzejewski will start you on your way, the depth of the swamp. Uh, Let me say this, too, before I uh, say one more thing about uh, what uh, Pastor uh, Lankford was saying is the reason why I do what I do is to actually help you have a broader view of the functional system that's going on in our world so that you can be more informed and not fall prey to the mere narrative that comes through the media. Uh, Pastor Lankford is clear that he's not trapped by it. And he's right. There is a middle group, um, and that middle group is really what got Donald Trump in last time, and it has gotten him in this time around, too, if, in fact, the allegations of vote fraud actually hold up. Why? Because there are a lot of citizens for which the government has failed to actually Put boots on the ground and take care of the problems. I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, the sister that got into office in San Francisco, her last name is Reed. She promised to clean up the city, and this is what Adam Adjutinsky is going to let you know: that the city of San Francisco has been filthy, literally filthy, uh, for uh, for a good 15 or 20 years, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And San Francisco has no solution to the problem. Miss Reed cannot fix the dong on the ground, the homeless, the dope uh, fiends, the addiction. Why? Because it's policies that do it. And unfortunately, the party is tied to the policy that leads to the culture, that leads to the practice, that leads to the immorality, that leads to the corruption, that leads to the devastation. And this is why I say there's no way for us to be a vital Christian community Uh, if we are living in the midst of that and don't have a word for that, a prophecy for that, a priesthood advocation for that uh, relative to leading men and women to knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. um, In a minute, we're going to all be called to task on that regard. Yes. Uh, One more thing. I got four minutes before the break. It is, how can I put it? This is a gargantuan task, Pastor Langford Not only um, with regards to politicians coming to Oakland, but even the pastors of Oakland. And this is the pastors everywhere. Um, They don't know what to do. I've been watching the pastors of the Bay Area uh, maintain their own tribal uh, uh, conglomerates, their own tribal communities for decades. And uh, they are just as impotent as the politicians. This is really true. And don't, don't get me wrong. We are all doing what we do uh, in terms of um, our own individual going out to the streets and helping people. Our folks at Grace do. We do a lot of charitable stuff. We we do. Uh, but in terms of churches being able to come together to begin to solve problems, that's not going to happen because it just requires the levels of humility and overcoming our own uh our own interests, uh, to begin to help people on the ground. And that's not happening right now. Uh, that kind of mobbing hasn't been there for a long, long time. Uh, and then when it comes to African-American men, they are so distrustful of each other. That has been my experience for decades. Uh, blacks don't trust blacks. Uh, and that might have, might be an offshoot from, from the days of, uh, of, uh, if you will, slavery. But I'm I'm not the one that's always going back 400 years and blaming them for my impediments, weaknesses, fears, phobias, or what have you. I just know it happens to be that uh, uh, black people don't have a high regard of trusting each other because there's so much criminal behavior, bad behavior among pastors in the African-American community too. So that thing is broken as well. And I know Pastor Langford would agree with that. We're going to have to be very prayerful, and it's going to have to be combined with God's chastening hand upon our churches, chastening our churches, purging our churches, stripping our churches of the wolves. I, I don't personally. I'm not Personally, I'm not going to hang out with a bunch of pastors who are wicked men. I'm not going to do it. If you don't love the gospel and love the word of God and are serious about preaching and teaching Christ and therefore helping people, I'm, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to perpetrate a public fraud of uh, of unity when 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 uh, when we don't really have uh, a love for Christ. Without a love for Christ and without the spirit of God keeping us in that humble place of submission to him, we can't help. We can't help. All we can do is set ourselves up for the devil to do what he did to the seven Sceva brothers who thought they think they could use the name of Jesus to cast out that demon in the book of Acts chapter 19. As you know, and the demon recognized that all they had was Jesus' name, but they didn't have Jesus' power. They didn't have the spirit of the living God. And I'm simply saying that this is what I've observed for decades now when it comes to uh, church for black folks. And I'm sure that's the case for for others as well. We're very vulcanized. We're very... Uh, stagnated we 're very much uh, uh kind of caught up in our own uh, uh tribal communities i I get that god 'll bust that up. believe you me, if we move into the great reset he' gonna bust that up for sure, and then men and women are going to be scattering the fine humble, true believers committed to the cause of Christ and ready to die for the gospel but uh that may not happen until uh you know until until he comes. Let me see here. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to run through the lines with Teresa, and then Pierre, and then JB, and then John. So y'all get ready. Y'all get ready. When I come back from the break, we're going to get at it on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. We are back. Let's go to line number one and talk with Teresa in San Francisco. Teresa, are you there? I am. Um, So Pastor Jesse, I want
4: to Say what I got to say, and then I'm going to hang up because I'm in the middle of boot camp, and then I'll just listen to you. <laughs> sure um, will. So uh, my question is, I need to know, what is your take on authority? Um, so I know it's not over till it's over, and I didn't vote for Biden or Kamala um, because it goes against everything I believe in, and I have a list. And as I went down that list, I'm like, okay, abortion, homosexuality, same-sex marriage. So I'm like, no, didn't vote. Right. Um, however, if they do come into office, and I know those God, the Lord said, we are to respect authority. And I look at it as, okay, I, I look at them too as Ahab and Jezebel coming in. And so I'm like, what do I do, Lord? And I know I'm supposed to respect authority when, if they do come in office, however it turns out, I know that you are sovereign over everything. Yes, ma'am. But, when if they do come into office and they're coming out with things that i know is not right how do i still stand firm on the word of god but still respect authority
2: that's easy to do all right thanks bye-bye thanks for the call all right boot camp bless you girl a baby. No, she's passing boot camp. Way in the, she's, in, she's, a, she's doing military practices right now. It's really simple. I talked about this on Sunday. If you guys catch our message at Grace, I'm, 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 I'm uh, pressing into it in Revelation 17, dealing with the restrainer. going to unpack that more fully this Sunday. The Lord willing, I live, and he says the same. You don't have to actually spend any energy, ladies and gentlemen, regarding people's persons. I don't care about what you think about Donald Trump's person. That's not the reason you vote his person. You vote yay or nay based on policy. The believer's uh, access to voting and privilege to vote has to be first coupled with a knowledge of the issues. Don't just vote because you have the power to vote. Vote because you understand the policies, understand the issues, understand the consequences. And if you come into a situation, a quagmire, where you're running up against two sets of policies and you can't vote um, for either one, then vote your conscience. And what that means is you never allow anything to force you to do something that does not uh, square with your God-given, God-sanctified, Bible-based, Bible-informed conscience. This is where we are free, knowing that God is sovereign, and that he will ultimately take care of control of what happens. But our voting, our participation, our knowledge, our implementation of our gifts and callings are all part of the restraining of evil when we implement them properly. So, sister, don't struggle as to whether or not, you know, Uh, uh, Biden and Kamala get in. If they do, then we'll have to deal with it, and we will find ourselves being led by the Lord, by his spirit, and by his word, and by sound prophetic exegetical teaching that will lead us through this dark period, as he has all the other periods as well. He'll lead us through, and his counsel will stand, and it sometimes is contrary to what we want and how we feel, but that's okay. We're his servants. He's our God. We're gonna go now to line number uh, two and talk with JB in Roanoke Park. JB, are we there? Yes, sir. Good evening. How are you? I'm great, man. Got a couple minutes. What's going on? What's your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, I get a million of them, bro, but I should have called in earlier. So, uh, I guess so. Trying to go concise. When, um, when uh, Mark from Heelsburg well, Dan said, you know, I, I can totally relate to struggle. Uh, yeah. you, know, you you want to be careful what you listen to. You don't want to overload, and you want to put yep. the right perspective. And, and I liked how you respond to that. Say, well, you, we need to be balanced,' and that I fully agree with you on that.
2: Amen.
1: However, you
2: know, you want to hear the word of God. Amen. Uh, you fade, hear- you're, <laughs> fade, you're, fade, you're fading in and out on me, J.B. You're making it hard for my listeners to hear you. Can you hear me now? A little bit. I don't know what's going on. Are you talking directly through into your phone? Yes, sir. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Okay, That's probably just where I was. Um, okay.
1: So if we want to hear the word of God, uh, 100%, we need to hear the word of God. There are governments through, uh, that exist now and that have existed throughout um, history that are uh, – that are hostile towards the church, they're hostile towards the truth, they're hostile towards the Word of God. And so we want to make sure that we, and, and, it, and in, because were the Word, they, uh, they burn the Bible, they, um, they do not want the church to meet. And so uh, what I would just recommend, just a very simple application in these
2: times and right now, where we're um, You know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to take you off the line, and I know exactly what you said. I'm going to reiterate what you said, JB. Catch me at another time. Got to drop you because the line is really, really bad. Here's what JB is saying, and I'm going to actually take up his point and make an argument for why you and I want to be as soundly involved in our communities according to our gifting and our calling as possible. You notice how J.B. was saying there's a time when government burns our Bibles, shut down our churches, opposes the gospel. We all know that. Church history is filled with it. Um, We're not there yet, but don't be fooled. That's exactly where we're going to. That's where Governor Newsom took up the unconstitutional position of shutting churches down. And this is what's going on across the nation. It was another state. I don't remember it vividly. But they were proven to be uh, violating the Constitution when they would let um, strip joints be open in the name of the constitutional right of the women to run up and down the poll in the presence of men and females, as you guys know what's going on, and yet shut the churches down. It's unconstitutional. But that's where we're going in our society today. And if voting If protesting, if talking about it, if informing people about it, if calling our congressmen, if uh, letting them know that we don't go for that can stave that off, then you have put the lid back on the pit of the abyss. Just sit around and do nothing. Let me go to line number three and talk talk with John from San Jose. Right quick. John, are you? I'm sorry. Nope. Go to Pierre in San Jose on line four. Pierre, are you there?
0: Oh, hello. Uh, Actually, the name is Peter.
2: Uh, Peter. All right, Peter. We've got one minute.
0: No problem. Uh, Thanks for answering the call. So um, I I caught you on the first hour, and so I'm going back to responding to some issues you brought up there about the election and voter fraud, and there's been a numerous lawsuits have been brought to the courts, allegations, affidavits filed, but nothing's really stuck.
2: That's not true. Don't say that, Pierre. That's not uh, true. If I challenge you right now, go, I can ahead, tell you that know, there have ahead. been over... All right, Pierre. Don't don't Pierre. say that because it's not true. You sound like... You just sound just like CNN news. Don't do that. You can go online and it's factually laid out that's, that they have proven in Georgia. That's why there's a recount. It's not a matter of things having really stuck. That's not fair. All right, got to let Peter go because... See, I don't mind you calling in, but I know too much about what's going on to buy that narrative. That's exactly what the left wants you to believe. Nothing's sticky. So go to the website, because it is sticky. Cindy Powell is representing Donald Trump, and she will let you know how they are advancing if you want to know. I don't care about Donald Trump, the left or the right, Pierre or Peter, rather. But what I do (laughs) care about is us getting our facts straight. Okay? Don't just say it's not sticky. Do your homework. Do your homework, my brother. Just make sure you know what you're talking about. It's not fair to talk to all these thousands of people who are listening, and you you just sound like you're regurgitating uh, uh, CNN news. Don't do that. If you're a believer in Christ, bring the facts to bear. We're called to tell the truth, and I don't mean to be so passionate about it, but these matters matter. All right, I gotta call it a a wrap on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Um, The Bible's very clear. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, And that's what you and I want to do in this generation, be men and women of truth. Be bold enough to tell it, be loving enough to share it uh, and be ready ready to admit when we're wrong. So uh, call me back again, Peter, when you get your facts straight. Until then, you guys keep your eyes on Christ. We'll talk to you next time.